Lower to the grave, tell you like it is to your face, she don't play. play. Every chick down for it all, I know that she a boss. No competition, no loss. From the Midwest to the A, autumn got you tuning in, no delay. Ooh, get you right every time. Keep you laughing on a dime. Tell you truth, no lies. So you can live your best life. Cover all topics, no limits. Got some for your mama and your children, no holding back. No gimmicks, coming on strong, get straight to business. Oh, yeah. What she wanna do? Live life, live life. Hey, it's your girl Autumn, and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast, where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. Happy New Year, niggas. Like, did y'all miss me? Like, did you miss me? So first of all, <laughs> first things first, if you are new to the show, welcome, 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 welcome. You have a good like, well, probably about 100 episodes that you can definitely catch up on. I know this on, this says episode 90, but I have had plenty of bonus episodes. So feel free to take some time to check me out because, you know, you're here for a reason. So you want to hear me? Go ahead and hear me. All right. Also, if you are a returning listener, I just want to say that I really appreciate y'all. Like, thanks for coming back to kick it with me and my bullshit. Cause you know, it just be a bunch of damn bullshit. Right. And shout out to everybody that's been like, Hey y'all, where is the lit life podcast? Like what the fuck is going on? The DMS, the people on the TL. <sighs> it's been a wild ride. Like I know that I have not done this. Oh, let's see. I haven't been on this microphone in two months. Um, maybe. Yeah. In two months. It's, it's, been two months. So I'm back um, season seven. It was definitely something else I was supposed to say right then and there. And I honestly do not remember. So I'm back. It's me, y'all. It's like really me, right? <laughs> so anyways, um, you know, I usually open up the show with, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Let me go back. If you are watching me on YouTube right now, shout out to you. Like, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for hitting the subscribe button because that's how you know that you ha that there's a video here. If you are not watching on YouTube, you don't, listen, I don't, I mean, I care, but I don't like, you don't have to watch this on YouTube. All I'm going to ask you to do as a favor to me, is just go and subscribe to the channel. That's it. Just go subscribe to the channel. Um, I am planning on doing more with my YouTube tube channel. So I need to grow the followers, you know, I mean, the subscribers. I need to to do all of that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just go ahead, subscribe. You ain't got, if you want to listen on Spotify, if you want to listen on wherever the hell you listen, if you want to go to litlifepodcast.com and listen on there, you could do that as well. So I don't care how you listen as long as you get it. All I'm asking is to just go hit the subscribe button. All right. Um, who else? Oh, shout out to real quick to um my people uh who who are. I'm a little high, y'all. Y'all know how I do. I'm now I'm over here tripping over my words and shit. But um my people over on tag, like shout out to y'all. So let me tell y'all real quick, like I go live on tag all the time. And for a minute, I had I felt bad because I'm like, am I neglecting my podcast because I'm going live on tag? And I had to just say no because I I really don't really be doing shit over there, but just really just randomly talking to people like <laughs> it's so easy to do I don't have to I don't have to plan any kind you know plan anything or anything like that it's literally just like a social outlet for me and I've met some cool ass people on there and you know it, I mean it's like being in one big ass group chat so anyways um shout out to y'all if you're here from tagged if this is your first time like I hope that this um this podcast is what keeps you listening like again I have over 100 episodes Go listen to one or two or 10 like this week. All right. So 
typically, like I was saying, I usually open up the podcast with how I've been doing, what's been going on, especially since it's been two months since I've been here. But this podcast is just about that. It's exactly about what have what has happened actually over the past six months. So I don't know. I might be a little, little long winded. I'm going to try to still keep this within an hour. Uh, but it's it was a wild ride. Now, <laughs> another thing for the new people who are listening. Typically, after I talk about what's been going on with me, I get into everybody's favorite part of the show, which is the Shut the Fuck Up Award. But I'm not going to get into it right now. It is definitely going to happen at some point in the show, but I can't do it right now. Like I have to tell the story and then I have to do it. So hopefully y'all get to the Shut the Fuck Up Award. It's going to be what you want it to be. So let's talk about it. Y'all saw the cover art or you saw my tweet on Christmas or you saw my Instagram post on Christmas or you saw my Facebook post on Christmas. Ah, your girl over here, Joe, we did it, Joe. Like I, I still can't believe that I am a homeowner. Like I, 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 like, I, I still don't think that it has hit me yet. And I think that it's because of how I got here and how I feel, like, how how my body is <laughs> right now. Like, I can't, you know, I've, I've heard all these stories of people like, yeah, you know, when I bought my first house, I walked in and I just instantly started crying. And, you know, I was just so emotional or I pulled away from the house and I was emotional or I cried at the closing table or whatever have you. I ain't did none of that shit. And I isn't, and it's not like I'm like, you know, a closed off, you know, it's not like I don't have emotions. Cause if you follow me on Twitter, you already know, like every other day I'll be like this and bullshit and I'll be ready to cry. So I have not gotten to that point yet, but maybe after I tell this story, you will maybe see why and maybe I'll even see why. I don't know. And shout out real quick to everybody that is listening to this podcast that has basically heard this story or bits and pieces of this story like 50, 11 times. Like my whole podcast, Happy Hour, Crew, uh, uh, Rhonda and Lovey and Alicia and Sans, like all of y'all that has heard that have heard this story, but you are tuning in anyway, man. I, I, this why that's why I fuck with y'all. That this is the exact reason why I fuck with y'all because I love y'all niggas and y'all really helped me through all of this. So I started. It feels really funny not doing a shut the fuck up award right there, but anyways, I started this journey of buying a house. And I actually, I was going to say in June of 2021, but actually it's been a lot longer than that. Um, I've had, I've always had like, I've always been a little bit conflicted about buying a house. And, you know, at first I think it was mainly because I knew that I wasn't in a position to do it. Right. So like, it's like, I have, it's like, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, like, I will always have people be like, why are you renting? You know, first of all, bitch, why are you not minding your business? Like I, that type of stuff. Like you just like, how do you come out of your mouth and just ask somebody that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on with them. Case in point me, my credit was fucked up. And I have a uh, episode on credit and how I uh, rebuild my credit. And this is one of the reasons why I did it. That um, if I remember, I'll link it to the show notes or whatever. If I don't remember, just scroll down the damn list on the website. Um, I, so that was that was one part. The second part was um, I didn't think I could afford it. 
Uh, the third part was, you know, I always heard about having to put all this money down. I knew I didn't have that. So, you know what I'm saying? It was, so at first it was just kind of like a, you, like, I, I, you can't do it, right? You can't do it. Then when I moved to Georgia, which was six years ago, um, and I was renting, like I said, I, I, my credit was bad, but I ended up, you know, I was able to get into like a twinplex or, well, they call them duplexes here, a little side-by-side situation where I was living, um, in Lawrenceville and the, and, and, you know, I had my issues there and then I moved to Marietta and then I'm like that second, like that was a town home. And although, um, I got, I got along really well with my neighbor, the my landlord was like, I don't really want to say that he was trash. Cause like, I don't feel like he was a trash person, but I feel like he was a very trash landlord. Like there were literally, there was literally like squirrels, um, having a whole ass, like they, like them niggas lived in my, in the, in the attic, like they pay rent. Okay. And they were messing up everything. And I'm sorry, y'all sound nasally, but I, I get to that later too. Um, but he, he, like, he was the type of landlord that he would just let things just go, like go and go and go and until they couldn't go anymore. I told him about the damn, um, the air conditioning. I'm like, listen, like this air conditioning is not like, I literally had to buy a, 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 uh, what you call it, an uh, air conditioner, like a, a window unit air conditioner at one point in time. And, you know, like he literally gave me a fan. Like when I told him it was, he literally gave me a fan. Like it's shit like that, right? <laughs> a couple of weeks later, the shit went out. A couple of weeks later, after I got the air conditioner for the window, the whole unit went out. So now he had to come and maintenance it and do whatever. Cause like you were going to have to do that anyway. But anyways, then... I moved to around the corner from that place and was in a decent place. So, and I was there maybe almost a year before I started, no, a little after a year before I started seriously considering buying a home. What were the deciding factors? The very first deciding factor, and which is why I told you about the other three places that I lived while, while I was here in Georgia, is I like what I like, okay? So if I, wherever I am living, I want to be able to, like, I don't mind spending the money that I need to spend to make it so that it's perfect for me. Right. Like I'm I'm going to put whatever type of blinds I want up. If I want to paint, I'm going to do that, like stuff like that. But it started to make me feel a way. Knowing that I was doing this in somebody else's shit, because ultimately this is not my shit. You understand what I'm saying? So I that was that was the first thing. The second thing was. One day, like I, I was, I was thinking about it. it. Was like a couple, like maybe a couple of weeks. I had just had the thought, right? And then my landlord, my new, my new landlord, who she's actually a really good landlord. Like I've had a couple of issues there. Like the refrigerator went out. She had a refrigerator shipped. I mean, these are this is what landlords are supposed to do. But y'all know a lot of these niggas be trash. And she was all the way like in California or some shit. And she was still taking care of business. Like it, there was uh, the, the hot water tank went out. Um, she had someone come and replace that. Like, I mean, she was really like on her shit. Right. But I just felt I got a text from her one day and she was saying, hey, I'm going I'm going to be in town and I'd like to meet you. I want to come and take, you know take a look at the property and it, but it was just so like very random very random now about a month before that 
the neighbor who I was connected to sold her townhome and moved to California. And I and I think I told y'all about that. Like, again, I've told y'all bits and pieces about shit. So anyway, she moved to California because she had a fucking stalker. Like, she was, like, in her 70s, y'all. And she had this fucking doctor or whoever the fuck stalking her. Shit was wild. Um, So she moved. And then, like I said, a month later or maybe three weeks later or whatever, I get a call. You know, I get the text from my landlord. And I, it just didn't sit right. It just didn't sit right with me, right? So, I'm, you know, I was talking to the group chat. I'm talking to my other friends. I'm talking, you know, and I'm just like, you know what? I think it's just time to do this. Like, I think it's just time. Like, I, I had, um, you know, I had just got a new job. I, you know what I mean? It was like, it just, it was just time, right? So, that happened. My landlord came to the townhome and met, and she, again, nice person, and it was her and, like, her, some family member, niece or something-in-law or something, who just so happened to be moving to Marietta, and she said that her whole family lived around there. And then they were like, take, they never asked to come in, but they were taking like weird pictures. Like they took a picture on, in the back, like in the backyard up on the deck. And then they took a picture up on the front stairs. It was just all very fucking weird. Like, tell me if y'all don't feel like this was weird. That shit was weird to me. So I'm just like, all right, well, whatever. So, so again, I'm like, all right. All right, niggas, it's time. Let me let me go ahead. So I think I tweeted and asked if anybody like knew any realtors or or something like that. And that's when I met my realtor, Sharon. And I'm like, you know, we well, we knew we already knew knew each other on Twitter or whatever. And she's like the best ever. Like she was so very patient with, with me throughout this whole process. She, you know you know, got me to the right people. She made, you know, she did everything that she could until she couldn't anymore. So, and I'll get to that in a minute. So anyways, we're now I'm in the process of, you know, I've applied and I've gotten, you know, an approval and I'm just like, I still can't believe it. I'm like, oh my God, this shit is really happening. Um, It was just... It was a lot. Now, I had started looking maybe, mm, maybe I had been looking maybe a couple of weeks. And then 4th of July weekend when Jay and um, Audrey were in Atlanta, my new neighbors moved in. Now, I've been telling y'all bits and pieces about these Damn ghetto ass neighbors, and again, ain't no, it really ain't nothing because I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little ghetto myself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this, right? It's just when it starts to interfere with everybody else in the neighborhood, like I, that's where I draw the line. Like I don't give a fuck how much you party. I don't give, I, I don't care how loud you are. Like I don't care about any of that as long as I'm still gonna be able to sleep when I need to sleep, and I'm gonna be able to have some peace when I need to have some peace and these niggas it's like they moved in and there goes the neighborhood like the police been over there and I y'all know how much weed I be having like y'all know this like I I don't need the police knocking on my door like I don't need any of this like I don't like like I mean they had they fought like they were they were having parties like the fucking whole like everybody's driveways are blocked off like they're out I mean it was just it was literally so fucking stupid like I just didn't understand how how people don't have common courtesy right so again it didn't do anything for me but to want to move again uh, like uh, or to, not to want to move but to want to have my own shit where I'm not attached to anybody like it was literally one of the main driving factors the next driving factor was back to my landlord now 
randomly after she left, I got, was it a phone call or an email, some sort of communication from a management company, okay? The management company is now the management company of this property. Did I hear that from my landlord first? No. I'm thinking somebody trying to scam my ass. So I had to contact her. And she's like, yeah, I just couldn't handle it anymore. You know, I've been in wherever the fuck overseas somewhere. Okay, bitch, I don't, all you had to do was send a text or, you know, give me a call and say, hey, you know, this is, you know, this, I'm, I I still own the property. And I, cause I show actor, like, if you st- still own the property, like, and because I felt like she was, she was selling it. Like, and she said, yeah, but I just, some just told <laughs> y'all, I just did Why would she lie? I don't know. But I just had a bad feeling about it. Like, I just had a very bad feeling about all of it. And so this management company had to come and do an inspection, which I can't remember the last time I lived somewhere, like, in the past 10 years where I've had an actual, like, inspection that wasn't, like, an apartment building. Um, But this, but and plus, it was weird because it was, like, I was already there. Like, what are you ex- ex- inspecting? Like, I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe just, maybe I was overdoing it because I was just ready to get the fuck. But, so, that shit was weird. And them folks have gotten on my nerves. Like, they are still getting on my nerves. But anyways, I'll get to that. So, um, those were the, those were the deciding factors of me. And I think that, and I wanted to tell you guys that because if you are thinking about buying a home or if you feel like you just can't do it, or you feel like it's just not your time, or you don't feel like you have enough reasons, you know what I'm saying? I just want to let you know that the time when, when it's time, it's time. You know what I'm saying? Like I honestly never thought I would buy a house and, and it was, even after I knew that I could, I just never thought I would, I, you know, I'm, I'm single. I don't have any, like anybody here to help me with anything. You know, I, I, I have to take care of this shit myself. And I just figured it was, it would be more, um, easier on me if I just lived in, you know, something that was rented, lived in an in apartment or a condo or something like that. That was my next move. Like I was literally looking at like, condos and you know shit like that but then again I just got to thinking like I just I'm just tired like I just don't I know that I'm gonna have to take on a big responsibility especially doing this by myself but I'm over I like I'll, I'll, I'll pay for peace I'll pay for peace. You know, you understand what I'm saying so again that was um you know one of the other deciding factors so Moving along again, all of this started in like June. It's the housing market is so fucked up. The housing market is so fucked up, y'all. Like, it w- <sighs> first of all, the houses have like the 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 prices of the homes have are through the roof and unless you're paying cash unless you are making an offer above what anybody else has offered and it's a cash offer it's not a FHA loan or a um uh, veteran, the veteran loan, whatever that is. Um, and even in some instances, conventional loans, like if, if, if there's an investor that's coming along and they're showing them the cash, like you're not going to get that house. And this is what I went through from like the beginning of June until November. Nobody accepting my contract. And throughout the whole time, my lender is raising the amount that I can borrow. 
like my lender raised like from from the initial like offering the lender raised probably like 60 or 70,000 as an amount that I could which which in looking at like how much the mortgage and all that would have been it, I I just I I was not trying to spend you know I wasn't trying to do that like I don't want to buy no house and and be just out here straight up struggling like that's not what the fuck I'm out here trying to do I wanted to find something that was you know within a certain amount of my damn rent that I was paying and you know I knew it was going to be more but I wasn't trying to like double it or you know what I'm saying I wasn't trying to do that so I I still, you know, at, at some also at some point, like I had to change realtors. Um, and so Sharon um 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 gave me to a, a trusted realtor that was in in the um the business that she, you know, in the company that she was in, and he was great, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I just it was just wild. Like all of it was wild. And I'm just saying it's wild because I lost my train of thought. So I'm gonna move on. Now I went through all of that. And I was about to give up. I was like, so this was probably, let's see, August, September, maybe October, end of September, beginning of October. I was like, you know what? I'm about to take a break. Like, I can't. Like, every single weekend, maybe Saturday, maybe Saturday and Sunday, I am driving to the area, which is four, 45 minutes to an hour away from, turn that heater off, um, away from where I was currently living. And I'm seeing you know, between three and five houses each trip. And I am submitting contracts for at the very least two of them. Like after a while, all the houses started looking the same. Like all the three bedrooms started looking the same. All the four bedrooms started looking the same. And if it's something unique about it, you you just best believe you're pro like, I saw a house that was a um, branch a ranch style house, but it had, it was like, it kind of set up like it was elevated. So it had a deck that stood way up off from the ground. And it also had a basement. You don't see too many basements in Georgia. Like you just don't. I wanted that house so bad that I get it. No. So fuck them. But anyways, so just imagine how many, how many houses I went to go see y'all. I was fucking tired I was tired so my realtor they're like okay hey but because I had I haven't had an FHA loan and they're like see if you can get a conventional loan okay I could get the conventional loan but the conventional loan wants me to pay more down like I I can't do that you know what I'm saying like <laughs> I can't do that right now so I stuck with my FHA loan so something told me to just to call this other realtor that I knew just to like run it by her like to see what challenges she was having so again this was probably in the September beginning of October and she said I'm dealing with the exact same thing she said but I just sold my house and it's funny that I didn't know this as a realtor but there's this program called Ribbon Homes. And she said, let me tell you what Ribbon Homes do. Ribbon, she said, when I got my, when I got the, looked at the contract that was submitted, I noticed that it was submitted for well over the amount that I listed it for. And it was a guaranteed cash offer. What Ribbon Homes does they will like you have so your you, your your realtor has to know about it your realtor has to enroll in like this little class or whatever I guess is free they have to do like the little class or whatever and little question and answer whatever the fuck and then they like you're automatically certified to be in this program so 
you go and look at a house. Let's just say, I'm just going to put a number out there. Let's just say the house is $200,000, okay? They, you put it in their system and they are going to see how much, they will determine how much they will pay for it. Like they will determine the worth, like what they think it's worth. Most, in most cases, they think it, they're going to say that it's worth more than what it's listed at, okay? Which gives you an advantage to getting it. Now, if you know anything about like, um, um, mortgage loans. So the one thing that I learned is that how, how does it work? If the appraisal, like you have to get an appraisal and all that good stuff. And if the appraisal comes back lower than what you've, what you offered or whatever, basically the, they're only going to pay what the appraisal says. So if, if, you know, the house, if the house was on the market for $200,000 and the appraisal came back for 190, the, they're only going to pay 190 and you have to pay the extra $10,000 out of pocket. Right. So ribbon homes guarantees that that's not going to happen. Ribbon Homes says, this is how much we, we, we are willing to pay $250,000 for this house. If the appraisal comes back lower than 250, we pay the difference. Now, it all sounds too good to be true. There are some stipulations. The program initially, from the way that I understood it, was kind of started for like people who could not get a loan initially. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's almost like I, it gave me initially like, um, rent to own scam is what it gave me. Cause you know, like they, there's a lot of scams out here that tell you that they can rent, you know, you can rent to own and you enter into this contract and you say by X date, I will be able to go, you know, my credit will be fine. Everything will be everything. And I'll be able to go and get a loan. And when I get a loan, I'll buy this house at whatever the value it's set, <laughs> set at, at that time. And a lot of times people don't get their credit and shit together and it doesn't work at all falls through. So they put it back on the market and do the exact same thing. So it's, I mean, it's, lo it's low key a scam. It's like they kind of prey on people. I had to talk to several people at Ribbon Home so that I made sure that I under I understood this because they okay, if you already if you have a loan and you're approved for the loan, that's fine. As long as anything, as long as nothing happens, like as you know, you get all the way to close and you're able to close on that house. All you, what you owe Ribbon Homes is 1% of the purchase price of the house. Okay. You owe them 1%. So that's how much they are charging for you to, to for, to guarantee a cash loan or to guarantee a cash offer. That's what they're, you know, that's what they're offering. I hope that y'all are able to follow that. Like, cause it's kind of a lot. Now, the other flip side of it is, like I said, if you can't, it, it, it gives me the, the rent-to-own scam vibes. If you can't, like if something happens and you don't get to, like after the contract has been accepted and, you know, it's not due to like anything with like, you know, relate appraisal related or anything like that, it's like on you, like your loan falls through you have to rent from them. You have to rent that house. So you have to rent that house at the market rent rate, which is way higher than what a mortgage is going to be. And they give you six months. And if you cannot buy the house in six months, then you're shit out of luck. Like you got to move and do something else. Like they're not going to let you do it. So I, of course, my scary ass, I'm so scared, like not necessarily scared, but I'm like just anxious. Like, what if something happens? Like, because again, all of this shit is still a little kind of too good to be like, not too good to be true, but it's still kind of like, wow, like I'm about to get a house. Wow. Wow. But I couldn't even find one for real because nobody wanted to accept my contract because I didn't have cash. So I was like, you know what? 
if I have to scrape, scrape up, you know, another 1% or whatever, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. Like if this is going to give me an edge, I'm going to do it. I submitted probably one, maybe four contracts, maybe three before one of them got accepted. I couldn't fucking believe it. Now, we submitted the damn contract for well over. I want to say it was it was a lot. It, I mean like well over. We sub, we submitted the contract for whatever Ribbon Homes approved it for because again, we knew that they were going to pay whatever the difference was if the appraisal came back low. Cool. Bet. It is what it is. Everything's going fine. My, what's his name? My uh, realtor is like, okay, send me the email for it to, to get the inspection scheduled. That's another thing those cash offers people were doing. Like they were buying these houses with no inspection or nothing. But again, they're contractors. So they kind of know what they're getting into. Like when they go and look or whatever. But anyways, I get over to meet them for (laughs) the fucking inspection, (laughs) y'all. And he's like, I have something to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you until after we go and do through this walkthrough. So I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck did you even say that? Like you can, you might as well just not have said anything. Right. After the guy leaves, the inspection guy leaves, we're standing in the living room and he's telling me that (laughs) ribbon homes have pulled out of the deal because let me play let me go on and play it the shut the fuck up award goes to ribbon homes who decided that they were going to pull out of my contract because the subdivision of the house that I was buying is at its rental capacity and they are not accepting any, any new contractors or anybody that is leasing or that's going to lease the home or that's going to rent the home, which goes back to, the reason why I kept calling them because I didn't understand. I'm like, I had like my, I didn't have just a regular pre-approval. I had a guaranteed pre-approval. Like I, and I talked to the mortgage company about this so many times, like, okay, tell me exactly what that means. Like, because I know that you guys have to do a final check. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, but this means that basically we're going to go off of everything that you've already submitted us like or guaranteed. He's like, it's guaranteed. Like your, your loan is guaranteed there. We don't see foresee anything happening unless you go and open up some sort of accounts or something like that somewhere where this will fall through. Um, if you were, if it looks like it might, might be shaky, then we wouldn't have given you a guaranteed approval or whatever. So if, if they were able to make me understand what a guaranteed approval is, why couldn't the, why couldn't Ribbon Homes understand that? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, so, but this, but, but, so they get to shut the fuck up award because it still doesn't really make sense to me. And I, and, and there was, and you know, like I actually read through their shit and I knew you know, again, I talked to them so many times and I knew about the whole renting situation. Should, you know, should something happen, I have to rent. Like, I knew about all that, but I was confident that that shit wasn't going to happen. And I can understand them, you know, being in the business and seeing things fold at the at the uh, closing table. But I just, it was just crazy. Now, 
I will, I'm not, I'm telling them to shut the fuck up, but I do still think that it's a good program. Like, I think that if you can afford it, you know what I'm saying? If if you can afford that, that extra uh, 1% or whatever it is, like, it's it's literally what got me into this contract. Now, let me get back to it. So then he's, I'm like, what? They put what? So I'm, I'm about to cry because I didn't already pay for this inspection and... I was just like really over it. But he said that the sellers were okay. He said the sellers are are okay with this. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll um you know, we'll get the appraisal and we'll do some negotiations from there. Well, the appraisal came back lower than the purchase price, y'all. I mean from lower than the listing price, y'all. So the damn sellers were not uh <laughs> they were not okay. So here I am stressing again, like, oh, my God, are they going to throw this contract out? And But we were so far into the process. We were so far into the process. And that's what my realtors kept saying, like, you're too far into the process. Like, they're not going to back out at this point. You know, they've gotten an appraisal. That appraisal is going to stick to the house for X amount of months. Like, they're not going to be able to sell it for what they really want to sell it for. So it just is what it is. They tried to, um, they tried to, um, 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 like, like have them look at the appraisal again and, you know, to, for them to redo the appraisal and they wouldn't. So we ended up moving forward. Y'all, this has been crazy. So the final part, the final part of all of this, two final parts, okay? So like the second to the final part. I, (laughs) Thursday night, okay, so I closed on December 17th, which is a Friday. Thursday night, I wasn't feeling well. Now, honestly, and when I really think back to it, it all kind of started on Wednesday. But y'all know, if you know me, you know I have sinus, which is probably why my nose sounds all nasally now. I have, you know, allergies, asthma. Like, I'm just like, I just have all of these things. And my sinus has been so bad in Georgia. Like, since I've moved to Georgia, it's just been so bad. So Wednesday, I felt a little yucky. Thursday, um, I felt like I was trying to get a little like headache and I was feeling like just yucky. But I also felt like it was nerves. You know what I'm saying? Like tomorrow's the big day. You know, I'm just feeling, you know what I mean? Like it's just all nerves. Like, you know, you know how you re- literally can be sick just from, you know, stress and anxiety and shit like that. Thursday night, I couldn't sleep. Again, I'm thinking that this is all related or whatever. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was sweating. <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, do I have a fever? Like, okay, let me see. I'll see how I feel in the morning. I got up in the morning. I had to be like an hour and 15 minutes away. Like, I had an hour and 15 minute drive. Um, I got up earlier than I thought I would. And it was really just because I couldn't sleep. And I wasn't feeling super duper horrible at first. But as I started moving around, I'm like, man, why is my face hurting like this? Like, oh, so I'm digging and looking through my sinus medicine, found some, took it. I got in the car. I was like, let me just head on down here. I drove about two miles and pulled over because there was no way. I mean, I could have made it. I could have made it. But it would have just been, it, it, it just wouldn't have been cool. Like, so I pulled over. Um, there's a, I have a friend of mine that lives like uh, maybe two, three miles from, from where I was living at. And was like, hey, can you take me here? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I put gas in your car, whatever it is I need to do, I buy your lunch, whatever. Can you take me here? I'm like, my sinuses are so, it's so bad right now. Like, I mean, it was so bad, y'all. We get there, you know, I go in, I, you know, just sign all the paperwork, everything's everything. I still couldn't get excited. Like I couldn't I, because I just didn't fucking feel good. I get to 
I get home, like I get back back to the townhouse. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to lay down. Like, I'm not going to do shit because uh, at first I was going to go and, you know, I was going to go over to the place. I was going to, you know, grab some stuff. I, you know, I was going to start moving or whatever. The next morning I wake up, I'm feeling even worse. I had three people tell me, bro, you might want to get a COVID test. I'm like, eh, I'm pretty sure this is some old, you know, bullshit sign of shit. Nah, you might want to go ahead and get a test. So I go to CVS and this was right before all of the tests started selling out. Like, y'all y'all remember that? Like, it, it, everything, like you couldn't find a COVID test in the store. So I went, they had three boxes. I got two and it's two to a box. Swab my nose and what it say? I got the motherfucking vid. I'm like, nigga, no. Like, this is the wrong fucking time. So I called everybody. Like, I called my friend who took me. I, I reached out to my realtor. I'm like, listen, this is what it is. I'm like, but I'm going to test again in the morning. I had to tell my plug because I think I had seen him on, like, Wednesday or Tuesday or some shit. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm instantly thinking of anybody that I've been in contact with, like at least over the last week so that I can tell them that, you know, I got a positive COVID test because why? Because that's the fucking right thing to do. Right. Um, so I was like, I'll take another one in the morning. Got up the next day, still feeling like shit, headache, body aches, face ache. Like my head was tingling, burning. Um, like I was so freaking tired. Like I've no, I'm I'm always talking about how tired I am, I, and I have been tweeting for the last few days. Can I please just get back to to normal tired? Because this shit is stupid. Anyways, I took another test that morning, came back positive. So what I do? I'm quarantined. Like I'm staying in the house. I'm, you know, had to get some get food and. Actually, I couldn't even eat the first maybe four days. Like I, I couldn't, I didn't have an appetite, couldn't really stomach anything. Um, and it was whack. Like it was so fucking whack. On top of the fact that I was supposed to be moving, y'all. Like <laughs> I was supposed to be moving. How is any of this going to work? How? So I had to push the move back like five days or something or however the fuck long it was. Um, I finally got a negative COVID test on Christmas. And uh, I push, pushed out, you know, the movers were cool. Everybody was cool. I had a fucking situation with, yeah, let me get this one more time. Xfinity can shut the fuck up because I fucking hate them. Like, why did they, why did they cut my internet off <laughs> at the old house on the day that I was supposed to move as if I hadn't called them and can't, and like, I never even set it all the way up. I called them to tell the, you know, to see what promotions and shit they had going on. They didn't tr like cut it off at the old place and, and transfer my old, transferring the damn service. And I don't even live there. Like, uh, so I had to deal with that shit. Like I dealt with so fucking much in trying to get to this house. And then the icing on the cake. <laughs> my plug, I, I was asking around, my plug said he knew some movers. I'm like, bet. He like, hey, just, here's his number, text him, bet. Texting him, you know, we set something up. I told him then I had to text him again, tell him I had COVID, got to move it out. Boom. So we're, you know, just kind of, you know, texting back and forth to see like when we're going to schedule this. Scheduled it for one day. He actually had to go to a funeral. So he, we scheduled it for the next day. Why did these niggas, first of all, it was somebody uncle. Okay, let me just put that out there with somebody uncle. It was and his homeboy that had like had did some time. Like he was definitely the shooter. Okay. I'm just assuming this from the tattoos. I don't know. I I, I'm, I wouldn't fuck with him 
if it was me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so they pull up, y'all, in a pickup truck, a nice pickup truck, but a pickup truck nonetheless, and a trailer on the back. Not not a covered one, just one of them like old school, like country ass wooden trailers. And this was for a two bedroom townhome, um, fully furnished. Me and my friend looked at each other and was like, not sure how this is going to work. My friend was like, I'll get your electronics and, you know, we'll go from there. Like, we go see what these niggas do, y'all. And the only reason, I, and I have and I have told this story, like I said, bits and pieces of the story to people. The only reason why I went through with this is because, again, I felt like this was somebody's solid-ass uncle. Like, he was going to get the fucking job done. And I'm telling, I'm like, y'all sure y'all going to be there? Like, oh, baby girl, don't worry about it. We going we gonna to get it all on here. Like, I, I'm back. Uh, I guess after I said fuck Xfinity, um, I guess they was like, fuck you too. Because they definitely cut off. Uh, and I don't even really remember exactly where I'm at. With, with this whole story but oh the the word I trusted them <laughs> because I felt like it was somebody uncle okay like I'm like they gonna like I just felt it you know what I'm saying like I just felt like he was like you know he got it had it got his homeboy with the shits and was like hey you know what I'm saying we gonna we gonna we you know I'm I'm putting together a moving company I got this truck and ain't no box truck it's a pickup truck but I can't do the shit by myself. So he got his homie and, he, and he's been doing this. Like he's been moving. I took a picture of this and I'm not going to put it on the internet. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I trust you enough and you want to see it, I'll send it to you. Like, I don't know why I'm just a tad bit, just maybe a little embarrassed by it. <laughs> but y'all... <laughs> I'm like, you are you fucking kidding me? So they got all the shit on there, everything, y'all, everything. And was like, all right, we heading over there. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me, you know, I'm trying to hurry up and, you know, finish putting some shit in my car. And they're like, don't, don't rush. I drive slow. That's how I knew my shit was going to be okay. And was my shit okay? Absolutely. Like they got all that shit up in here, put up. And that, my friends was my journey of purchasing my home. And I am so grateful. I am grateful to everybody that has had to sit and listen to me talk about this. Everybody that has helped with my anxiety. Like my anxiety has been so bad. Um, and all I really wanted to do was to be able to come here and tell you guys like, uh, you know, that I've done this. And like over the past couple of months, I just, I just couldn't like bring myself to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It, it, it was, it's just been so much going on again. Even when I was supposed to come back, you know, I'm, I'm realizing I'm still recovering from COVID. Um, I still have like this so very bad fatigue, like I was talking about in the beginning and it's just it's been it's been a wild ride and it has not been easy for me especially um you know doing the you know having to go through this process uh the majority of this process pretty much by myself i mean again i have my my friends you know my my home girls and shit my extended family and you know but nobody's here and it's just been tough you know what i'm saying like some days i just feel like i just needed a damn hug like i'm just I, but I am grateful. Um, I I had to take, you know, I've I'm still low key, I'm still moving. It's uh, um 
It's been a month since I've closed. Uh, I still have to go back to the old place one more time to uh, I have just a little bit of cleaning up to finish, but I did finally get everything out of there last week. Um, and again, I, I had taken off like a week and a half from work to do all of this. And that whole time, like I was down, like I could not. And and when I finally did move, which was what, um, maybe the Monday or Tuesday after Christmas, um, I was still just a mess. Like, so I still, like, I still have stuff everywhere. And I'm, what I'm finding out about myself is I might be a little bit OCD because all of this stuff everywhere is just killing me. So like, I'm going and going and going and going. And like, I, I you know, I, days like today, like I really have kind of just sat still. I was like, let me record this damn podcast and get, you know, get this out the way so I can go on and get back, you know, to my routine of recording. But um, like I painted, I painted it here in this office. Um, I still have to kind of put it together. So I still, and I still have other rooms in the house that I have to paint. Like y'all, I don't know what these folks that was living here was doing, but the paint job is horrible. And it looks like they just stopped, um, you know, mid job. They did like two rooms and the two rooms were submit and they started on other rooms and it's literally like, you know, paint rolled on the wall in the form of a W and that's it. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a nice house. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I'm going to get a washer and dryer. I had to buy a refrigerator. I refuse to buy a stove. The stove is really, really nice, but it is, uh, it was like, you know, the people before me probably lived in this house for five years and, they literally have never cleaned that stove and it was disgusting. So I literally spent a day and a half cleaning that stove and scrubbing that stove. And I'm still going to buy like new parts for the stove. Like I'm going to buy new grates for it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's just ridiculous that they had never like really cleaned it. So hired a cleaning lady. She ain't do too much. Um, I mean, <laughs> It's, it's just been wild, but again, I'm grateful Um, for y'all that's, again, that, that's been waiting on the episode. Here it is. I appreciate y'all waiting. I appreciate y'all, you know, checking on me and I'm okay. Yes, I'm still tired, Um, but I am, you know, I'm just rolling with it. Uh, I, I still, like I said earlier, I haven't really gotten emotional about it yet. I'm pretty sure I will. It's going to hit me at, at, a, at some point time and I'm just gonna be like wow like here I am so oh and PJ let me tell y'all about PJ real quick so PJ cried for about four days um until she realized like okay this is all of my stuff and woman is here and I'm just gonna go and get in the bed and so it's like she has discovered the bed and she's she just goes and gets in and she disappears. So like she's cool now. But like the first night I was up all night, all night trying to console her like a little. I did not sleep. And the next night she was up hollering again. But I had broke out in hives and I was very, very tired. So I took a Benadryl. So I, she was just up hollering. Like it just was what it was. When I woke up in the morning, she was still hollering. And so I tried to cons console her then. But she's fine now. I think she understands, you know, this is where we at. Um, she done found a little friend already. I, I've had had some food delivered. And when I was going to the door to open, you know, to look out for the, the delivery driver, there was a big white cat sitting standing out there so now I know you know why she's been at the door howling and acting so yeah I mean you know I'm settling in I'm pretty sure that I will um you know be talking to y'all more about it um I'm excited about this season I have been doing a lot of season planning uh reaching out to folks and you know see seeing who I can get on this season and um yeah, I'm back. So I appreciate y'all. Uh, shout out to Podcast Happy Hour. Y'all already know what the fuck it is. I know we did not have a Podcast Happy Hour last month. Um, and guess why? Because I was I had COVID, and like two other people in the group was sick. So we decided to just not do it then, 
and we're doing it now. So it's going to be PJ. It's going to be on January 21st. I think that's a Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, 7 p.m. Cat, 7 p.m. Um, Central, and what is it? 5 p.m. Where the hell Chris is at? Uh, and it's going to be on Audrey's uh, platform. So let's look out for that. It'll be live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And we're looking forward to it. Like, we don't like taking time off for, you know what I'm saying, for podcast happy hour. I mean, it's like we only do it once a month. I mean, we're together. We're we're constantly together and talking in the group chat all the time. And we have our little calls and, you know, all, you know, a heard all of our little crises and shit like that but ready content so i hope that um you guys will tune into that and i don't know until y'all hear me or see me again peace